Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. We're thrilled to have United Intentions Radio join us here on Angel Heart Radio to inspire you with your own intentions and how you live in the world. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome to the Good Intention Show, coming to you live on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions one intention at a time. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Yes, this is the Good Intention Show, where you will meet people who live life intentionally and hear about things they're not telling you in the mainstream media. And now, here's the truth seeker, the snake charmer, a legend in his own mind, broadcasting live all over the universe, your host, Mr. Tim Ray. Yes, guess what time it is, ladies. Jeopardy! <laughs> I know, and you guys think... Bop, 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 bop. And I'd say, you guys don't even know what the question is yet. <laughs> this is a total surprise. So welcome, Jennifer and Susan, to Jeopardy! today. Good morning. All right. So you guys ready to make some money? <laughs> yeah. Spin that wheel. All right. <laughs> oh, that's uh, another another game show. <laughs> don't they spin a wheel at all on Jeopardy? I don't know, do they? <laughs> no, yeah. That's Wheel so, Fortune. That's wheel right. Fortune. Sorry, I mixed up my game shows. <laughs> all right. Well, it could be worse. We would do Family Feud here. Oh, I love Family Feud. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Here's your question. What is the name of the person who discovered the brain of the cell is located in the cell membrane and not the nucleus? John Smith. <laughs> Anybody? The cell member, Bruce Lipton. Uh, you would be correct, but you have to say. Dr. Bruce. Doctor. Who is? Oh, who Dr. is Dr. Who Bruce? Is Dr. Bruce. <laughs> All right. Well, Jennifer, you advance to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any yeah. points yet. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, Susan. <laughs> you get some nice prizes and <laughs> yeah. head off Here's on your, your own. consolation prize. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, and you think about it, it's uh, you are correct, number one. And people don't know how empowering that is, just to know that fact alone, that the cell membrane, the, the brain of the cell is located in the cell membrane and not the nucleus. Mm. And, at, and our, our, our schools are still teach that, that the brain is in the nucleus. I mean, I've talked to people and I'm totally surprised. Why is that so important? Why is that so critical? Because our perception of what happens in the environment is created by, is, affects exactly the exact functionings of the cell. So if if these perceptors that stick out outside, outside of the cell membranes are seeing what's going on outside of the environment, it comes back and tells the cell, hey, write this, hey, create this, hey, do this, hey, do that, based on what's going on outside of the environment. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, we always thought it was just about the genes. It was just the, the nucleus would, um, you know, produce these genes and this is what would happen. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It, we're not we're, so it's present in the moment. Present in the moment, That's exactly. That's the key. So we can change things. Not only change things, but we, we actually have the ability to rewrite Brand new DNA never yes, seen before. That I do know. But that's only because the brain is located in the cell membrane and mm. not in the nucleus. Mm-hmm. It, without that, that's where the empowering part. People comes. think I am destined to get this thing, and uh, most of the stuff that they say is genetic can yeah. be affected, yeah. and so much of it is not genetic. It's just repeating patterns in a family, create it. Yeah, learn behaviors. Absolutely. Yes. But, but, you know, that's the whole point of why that experiment that uh, Bruce Lipton did back in, back in the 80s is so critical. And really, that's why we need the science exact, for people to back up the exactly. things that the mystics have known a sure. long time. Now, coincidentally, coincidentally, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton's coming on our show April 5th. Isn't that, a, that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that coincidence. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you all excited? Huh? I'm pretty bummed. So excited. So get ready. All right. So 
what we're going to do, because he's coming on April 5th, we're, next week I think we're putting out some uh, ads or some Facebook questions. Of what, what do you want to ask Dr. Bruce Lipman? He, since he really has transformed through science, or really our level of spirituality, uh, and which is great because it brings a lot of credibility to what's going on these days with the shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be putting ads out and uh, questions on what, you, the listeners, want to ask, and who knows, maybe maybe your question may get posed, or you may be able to even call in and speak to them. With that said, another thing we got coming up, and I think we're going to update on Cindy later on today, is the launch uh, of the site, our beta testing starts. We Hopefully, we're going to try to get it this Friday. It looks like it may be Monday. Yes. Okay. Hopefully. But we got so many things are coming in. We got our web, webazine done. We have our, our first ebook, uh, first draft done. That's my first encounter with that word, webazine. Well, is, yeah, I know. I right? hadn't heard that before. I know. If Jennifer didn't say, Jennifer could even say she made it up, but I think somebody No, else I did. actually got it from one of my daughter's Disney movies. Oh, they wonderful. It wonderful. Totally Disney's always on the leading yeah. edge. <laughs> Theirs was related to fashion. It was a different. <laughs> now, on a serious note, a more serious note, I guess it's serious, our web, our site's being launched, So, but on another serious note, March 13th, we actually got the flyer for the town hall meeting. And this is just a, a little awakening meeting that's going to be going on here in in Georgia uh, on March 12th, I'm sorry, March 12th, 2016. Uh, location is going to be at the Cleveland uh, Denard Conference Center in Atlanta Technical College. And that's uh, off of 1560 Metropolitan Parkway. And we'll talk more about this as as the time comes closer. And we're going to actually be discussing the MMR vaccination and getting ready for the big rally at the CDC on April 22nd, I believe. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what's nice is on the radio on Monday, we're actually ha- having a call in from Dr. Uh, uh, Brian Brian Hooker and uh, Tony Muhammad, who are going to be discussing or going to be help help organizing this march on April 22nd. Now, if you know you don't know who Brian Hooker is. He was the gentleman who actually audio taped Dr. Thompson, who worked for the CDC, stating on the record that he doctored, he made up these, uh, these, he falsified these, his experiment that said that there was no relationship between, between the MMR vaccination and autism, and it turns out that there is. So he was a whistleblower. He was a whistleblower, and he went got an attorney, this is about a, two years ago, when he got an attorney, uh, and whistle blew it all, and they sent hundreds of thousands of papers to Representative Posey in Florida, and they've already had some congressional hearings a little bit on it. Very little, if any, media coverage. So this whole event is about cleaning up the vaccinations, yes. leaving out the stuff that is not necessary for the vaccination that causes very detrimental effects. Oh, absolutely. And uh, not only that, but it... and. It's not eradicating the vaccination. No, it's, it's cleaning up, making a cleaner, purer vaccination. Citizens demanding clean vaccinations because vaccinations are life life saving, you know. Mm-hmm. But when exactly. they become when they, when they become life threatening, the you, side effects aren't worth sometimes exactly. what goes yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, if you, to get measles, mumps, or or rubella, or rubella is point zero 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 eight percent chance, I believe, and then you know. To get brain damage, yeah. it's like one for the rest, of your, rest of your life is one out of 42 now. And it's shrinking, as the CDC says. It'll be one out of five mm-hmm. in the next five, ten, ten, We're ten, just ten, 20 years. We're just in the midst of a great <clears throat> cleansing on all levels of our environment. Absolutely. And all of this stuff is hitting the fan, coming up mm-hmm. as part of this major cleansing. And, and it's an awakening of on this level where people are going to be demanding, listen, I, my, these are my children. Your babies will get you up. Yeah, yeah. They'll get, they'll get you woken up, <laughs> yes. won't they? So that happens uh, on uh, March 12th, and we have a call-in on Monday, which we'll get some uh, word out there quickly. And don't miss that radio show, too. That'll be 11 o'clock. It'll be 11 o'clock on Monday. Uh, and that just kind of fell in. We're just putting that up. We just found that out. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, and the CDC, you know, the Centers of Disease Control, is becoming such, and the FDA are so compromised, It's be, and they're losing so much face. Mm-hmm. It's almost a joke in a way, because I just read an article on that, uh, Chipotle is uh, the the place that came out with uh, with uh, the first GM, non GMO store, GMO mm. food store, right? Or place where you could buy food. No non GMO. The only one that, that on a national level came out, infuriated, infuriated the food and the uh, and and the uh, Monsanto, and yeah, yeah, to the point where they believe they're saying that they were there's there's corporate sabotage. They put Ebola or whatever they put into the Chipotle, and now. 
they've they've got the CDC, you know, Murder Incorporated or the Hitman, as they say in the mob, doing the dirty work and going out and scrutinizing scrutinizing Chipotle. They're putting the thumb and squeeze on these guys because they're the only ones coming out brazen enough to come out and say, hey, you know what? We're going GMO free, free, free. That is crazy. That is nuts that the CDC... Well, people are really um, wanting... I mean, all these companies are getting more and more on board because people want cleaner, purer food. And we're realizing that we're one of the only countries who allows a lot of this stuff to everybody happen. Else is a, everybody else is a, is a bandit. Yeah, you know, in Europe, they, they will not ever allow any kind of tampering yeah. um, with the genetics of food, food. or with the animals. Yeah. Or, Russia uh, just banned and anything. And they think that is crazy that we let that happen. Well, it just goes to show you how mind-controlled we are. In here in the, I mean, I really mean that, how mind-controlled we are in the United States. We're so lost into the TV. If you could just unplug watching the whether it's the news or commercials or the TV for a week, unplug it and, and get your information from alternate places, whether it's the internet or friends or some other places, and watch. You'll be getting opposite information. You'll be getting direct opposite information where it, there's... N- you have no, you can only come to one conclusion that one of the two is lying to me, <laughs> and that's what that's what happens. And then you also you wake up, you unplug from the matrix, and you wake up, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I got stuck in. And that one world. thing you can look at that shows something to me: if you look at every world news broadcast at night, all the major channels have it. They all almost give you the exact same news broadcast. It's it's hysterical. Yeah, the it's same AP, exact yeah. story. Press, yeah, yeah. They, and, all re- they all repeat the same stuff. And it's like stuff. in a half an hour, that's all that is happening in the world are those little handful yeah, of yeah. stories. And that's where the matrix comes in because it all comes from the AP, the Associated Press, sends information out to all the whether it's Fox News or MSNBC, doesn't matter what mm-hmm. um, you know what what angle they come from. It all same information comes out to them, and the and the AP comes from Reuters. You know, and Reuters then is is tainted by Rothschilds who really run the media around the world. And so you're looking at this new world order has their control over all the media through this two little, you know. But I do think all of this is part of this whole time we're in and this movement for people. People have become so complacent. And as long as things are okay in their life, they don't want to look at anything. You know, if my life's going all right. But I believe that... Things haven't been going all right for most people. Yeah. And so that's what it takes to get people riled up. And it's happening all over the place. These things are just coming out of the closet everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe it's just part of people taking power again of themselves. Going back and, and, and tapping into those cell membranes mm-hmm. where all the brains are located. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's a million cells. stories on each subject and like you said, there's not only the opposite story, but there's a hundred other other stories about that same thing. Mm-hmm. And so people start getting nuts. Even if you get if you get back to food alone, you'll have one authority saying this food is terrible, it causes cancer, and then another one saying eat this to be healthy, the same exact thing. And so people are starting to get crazy and confused, which do I listen yeah. to? And, and they've been forced to have to go within themselves, their own this intuition. This is what I'm saying. That's yeah. why there's so much information now that it makes your brain spin. Yeah. And the only way out of that, that's why everyone's feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, our brains are congested. And the only way forward is to go to the heart. heart yeah. Because the brain has just all these conflicting messages right. everywhere we look. Right. But the heart is just a feeling. And if you will check in with your feeling, forget what all these stories say to you. Go to your heart and see where does that feel good where, when I place my thought here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that will be your own guide. And for each person, that might even be slightly different. Like one food that's great for me might harm you because oh, yeah. we really are really different. Well, and not only that, but we're creating a reality. And so as the gurus, I know certain gurus, they could eat glass. They could, they could, exactly. take, they could take poison. It's all back to your belief system and all back to Yeah, if you believe, that's not going to harm you. I mean, but you can't just say, I believe it, and then you doubt it. You, right. you have to no, really it has to be 100% fully you. and consciously. You must be a living 
experience yes. of the belief. belief for yeah. it. So you don't jump onto, oh, that sounds good. I'll yeah. try, you know, yeah. let me do that. I'll eat the poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're Jim Jones dead. And the same thing happens with what you believe about the food you eat. Yeah. If you believe something's bad for you, but, oh, I just, I'm going to have this piece of pie today, but everything in my belief system says sugar is evil. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. people have this thing about sugar that makes them shake when they think about it, you know, but they still once in a while crave it. So then they eat that piece of pie, but every spoonful is filled with guilt. Absolutely. And you may as well just be dipping into arsenic. Yeah. You know? You know, and and what you're saying is completely true, and it's really the identification with with, with these type of things. Yes, how you feel about this thing is uh, everything. And, you know, we haven't even got to our show yet. Yeah, we haven't even begun. I don't even know what the topic is. (laughs) A drum roll, please. Um, So, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, is the the way our ego or we as as human beings identify with materialism, materialistic things, people, Mm -hmm. places, and, you know, things, Mm -hmm. really. And that's really, I think... As we get into it, and I do want to just mention, you know, who you are, in just case uh, some of the new listeners come in since you're not on every so day. Who the heck's that girl? Who's that lady? <laughs> you know, so, um, so you're back. She's back for a more emotional and uh, emotional and intellectual feeding. You know, she, that sounds good. She can't get her belly full, <laughs> full enough. The one and only Susan McDowell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as we said today, we're going to be discussing the identification with materialism of the of everything people yes. place and thing you know you and you can even say at some level um uh you know it's any type of addiction but before i even go there on that question i just want to uh first thing i want to say is what a great birthday party we had the other day oh it was fabulous yeah. too 30, much fun 35 right yeah there we go one uh, more time yeah <laughs> that was a great time wasn't it it really was good energy good people fabulous um all right with that being said so addictions really is really identification is an addiction. It's the number one addiction is identifying with whatever is out there. Like not only you could identify, like we think of when you identification, identification with things mm-hmm. often that first thing comes to our mind, like the, the kid with the toy, mm-hmm. the kid, the br- kid gets a brand new toy. Yeah, I, so need it, I need it. I, I need it. I want that toy. Oh my God. My life will be so great <laughs> yeah. if I have that toy. And then yeah. uh, three days later, it's just sitting over there in the corner, not exciting him much at all. Not all yeah, Some no. toys take a few days longer than others, right. but eventually it wears out. It's that loyal child that keeps that one stuffed animal for the rest <laughs> of your life. You don't, Someone you told me when I first had gotten married that uh, there are certain things, they said, like when you get a new car, that excitement lasts for a little while, like a few months or whatever. When you get a house, it might last for a few years. And they were telling me the different degrees of mm-hmm. things that you get and how long that'll keep you happy before it wears off. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Well, I tell you. Uh, and again, that's because your happiness factor is coming from outside. Outside. Instead of if it comes from inside, it doesn't matter what toys you have or not. You take it with you everywhere, and everything brings you joy and excitement and fulfillment. It's like, what a difference, because it's the outside. It's it's identifying with any everything outside, which we need to. Otherwise, we wouldn't be, not that we need to identify with them, but we, we're here to create create mm-hmm. and to be happy or to enjoy or to mm-hmm. be in fun and, and to joy play. and to play to play to with play everything with... the earth has to offer and and so we're so this three-dimensional world is where we are going to be this creating. is our playground this is where are we we are going to be playing and creating outside things mm-hmm. people place and you know the difference is what you identify with as your basis your foundation uh, of life like right. the toys are fun yeah. It's great. We're we're amazing. We can create all this stuff. A boat, you yeah. know. I it, mean, it, it's yeah, a it, blast. It, yeah. Today it's Spider Man. Tomorrow it's the yacht. Yes, you know? but if you think your identity has to do with what you've got, then you are confused because then it can be taken away. It's going to wear out if if you have it that long. Nothing's permanent. Um, but if your identity comes from within yourself, it can't be taken away from you. But if it comes from without, you always need new stuff to then uh, get that excitement going again. Well, you know, and it's 
it's it's so obvious once you sit back and you look at it from that perspective, like, wow, I can't believe how obsessive I am or possessive I am of having this house, mm-hmm. like your house. Like one of the biggest things people have when they finally buy a house or they get a house, yes. this level of possession comes in, you yes. know. Or when they get a car, let's say a car, even yeah. a car is probably more more realistic. Yeah. Um, you know, this car, I own this car. This is yeah. my car. And this car shows everybody who, who I, I am. am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look yeah. at it. It yeah. costs yeah. a lot of money. money. It's yeah. black and shiny. Or, or it's jacked and up pe- and has, you know, yeah. has, has, has yes, back wheels and it. people, it's part of the, it's like an extension of their identity. Yes, yeah. And, and like I said, it's fine if you get the car you love and that does reflect you and you enjoy it. But not if you think you need that out there to feel okay about yourself inside. That's the difference. Yeah, and and, and it, this happens. I mean, we, people grow into, but this happens at such a young age. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we teach our kids this, and 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 most and ninety nine percent of us, if not you know most of us, all suffer from this addiction of identification. This mm-hmm. is not something in that, some know, form in or some another. Because it could be about a, it could not only be about a physical thing. It could be about idea of who you are, mm-hmm. or idea that you know you consider yourself to be a great, you know, teacher. Mm-hmm. You, or you identify with the compliments, needing yeah. to be perfect. That yeah. whole perfectionism thing is. Sure. If, That's an identification. Yes. If I everything I do outside of me is perfect, then I'm a good person. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, and it, yeah. I just want to say, when children are little, when yeah, you said perfect. it starts with children. Um, so often the basic needs are replaced with things um, instead of a hug when a child is crying. Um, so often, like this is where food addiction so often starts. Here's a cookie. It's okay. Here's a cookie. <laughs> you know, and so many kids get the food in, instead of the hug. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying everyone's this way. There are plenty sure. of loving parents sure. that are wonderful. Yeah. And then sometimes a toy. The toy will be the thing that they, the parent knows real quick. The toy makes them stop crying. Right. But then they start manipulating this way, mm-hmm. you know. And, th- um, and that's all before they throw them in front of the TV, the <laughs> babysitter. Yeah, there you, you know? go. There's the big one. Yeah, that was my, that was my babysitter mm-hmm. with the Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the yeah. Munsters. Yeah. And, uh, but, but it's the identification with that. And, and to me, if we, like, raise kids differently, if we, say we focused on meditation, uh, you know, one of the things I was watching the other day was the movie Seven Years in Tibet at, mm, uh, yeah. at a couple of big actors, Brad, and Brad Pitt. Brad yeah. Pitt, yeah. And you know, one of the things that uh, they, they he was he's just like he's this maverick. He's climbing every giant mountain. You know, he's identified with being a great climber and fearless and accomplishing accomplishing yeah. whatever. And that yeah. was his identification, right? Yeah. Um, and his buddy who he climbed was a little more humble, but he married he and got involved with this um, a Tibetan woman. Who they both were vying for her uh, her, uh, her 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 um, attention. You know, attention, right? <laughs> and so eventually, the other guy won out, and Brad Pitt's like, "Why? Why would you pick yeah. him? I'm Look a, at me! I'm, I'm a, the one that climbs the best. Best, you know." And <laughs> and she was she was trying to explain to him that you know in our culture, uh, people who are people who are looked up to who who let go who are letting go of their ego and they're admired who are letting go of the ego. Where in your culture. It's what accomplishments and what you can attain. Yeah. So it's like a whole nother it's completely different a whole, mindset. Whole other mindset, a whole other philosophy or belief system. Yeah. That you know, and to me, I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. And have that outlook from birth. Yeah, from birth. Yeah. You know, think about that. Where this is who people you should look up to. Yeah. People who let their ego go. The wise, the uh, the humble. The, mm-hmm. You know, the the people meek, who truly the meek love who inherit the world. That's right? it. That's it. Uh, you know, I just thought that was just a fascinating movie to get that point across because we're, we're from the Western culture. Um, I don't know where you're from, but <laughs> we're, we're somewhere not, in between North, <laughs> South, East, and West, and, and maybe another dimension. Maybe another dimension too. I was thinking, but uh, but it's a uh, it's a, it's we're just so Westernized. We're just well, such I can a tell you, doing situation. When I worked at uh, Keneal Bay in in the Virgin Islands, this is the richest and famous from all over the world. And I would have the opportunity. They're out of their mainstream where they live and everybody knows them. So in my setting, so often people really opened up to me because I'm not in their life. I'm not going home with them. So they could show a part of themselves to me that they wouldn't at home. And what I saw over and over again with the richest people on earth, these people had 
every toy you could ever imagine. And if there was a new one that came up, they would get it, you know. And I would hear again and again, I, I worked my whole life for these things, believing that when I got to this point, I would be fulfilled inside. And that hole that inside of my heart that drives me to do more and accomplish more would finally be filled when I got to this place. And now that I'm at this place, I realize it didn't work. Mm. And now I'm really at a loss. Right. And that's when I could really reach them. Um, but they but would, prior to that, you couldn't. No, they, and so, and They're this is... so lost in that identification. Yes, and I believe a lot of people think, uh, you know, we're going to hell in the handbasket yeah, thing yeah, here yeah, in America yeah, yeah. and stuff. But what people don't realize is we're reaching a critical peak of this stuff. And people are getting to that end place and starting to realize the new car didn't really do it for me. And... Uh, and so they're starting to go, what now? And a right. lot of people, some people innately know this yeah. and don't have to live it out. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people need to hit the brick wall to get the lesson. And we're getting to that place of the end of materialism where more and more people than ever are. I mean, charge cards make a lot of it possible, even though they're a false you know, sense of abundance in a way, but they have allowed so many people that wouldn't otherwise to have all these nice things. Mm -hmm. And so I believe a lot of people are coming to that place where they have to live it out. They have to get saturated mm -hmm. with their stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the time that happens with just the amount of stuff that's in a house. Yeah. The people are like, oh, I can't even keep it straight <laughs> anymore. Every closet is full. Yeah. The basement's full. Everything's perfect. And I, I can't everything's out. in yeah. short. I have, there's so much to dust yeah. now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah no. But it's this feeling of overwhelmment. I can't fit another well, outfit it, well, in my closet. It, it, it's, I don't even say it's a feeling of overwhelmment. I would say it's a feeling of lack. You know, well, uh, yeah, because if, if you if we truly understood that the universe is a universe of abundance, yes, you wouldn't have to accumulate right. or you could accumulate whatever you wanted to, but you're not attached to it. You yeah, could, you could have 10 times more things. But if you if it wasn't there tomorrow, yeah, it's OK because you're not attached to it. Yeah, you know, Atta that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. You no. Know, and it, it reminded me like, you know, a lot of people get caught into the New World Order and what's going on with the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and what they're doing. But I put the intentions out there that these guys are waking up. They're waking up to this <clears throat> power over others. It's not serving them anymore. And now they're in such a key, powerful role mm -hmm. that they could transform everything by letting go of that old paradigm of control and power over the others and start really raising this earth's frequency vibration through their actions, not by words, but through actions. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I put those intentions out there. People could say prayers or intentions, whatever, that these folks, they're not, we're all, we're all connected. Even the worst people out there were connected to the, exactly. the Jeffrey Dahmers were connected yep. to guys like that. Yes. And it's it, through our co collective consciousness and through, through being one, the law of one, right? Mother Teresa once said, once I discovered the Hitler within myself, Ooh, wow. then I that allowed me to love everyone fully and completely just as they are. Sure, sure, sure. And if she can say that, we all have every part of a human within us. Yes. Mm -hmm. We may not act out all the parts. You know, that might not be our role this time around yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But we all have all the parts. parts. Boy, right, it always comes right back to Benito Macario, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, we, we're, we're just here creating. This is just my world here creating yeah. it, and your, your world and here creating it. And we each create our own world depending yeah. on what we focus on and what we believe. Right. One thing uh, Eckhart Tolle talks about is uh, identification of things and mm -hmm. people and places and ideas and, and roles, mm -hmm. like a role, like you're a great mother. Or yeah. you're, you're if you think teacher. of yourself as your role, if yeah. that's what you think you are, oh, you're missing a whole yeah. lot of other or you're, stuff. Or, or you're limiting, you're limiting your, yes. your who you really, what your essence is. You know? Yes. Um, but it's the uh, identification of things, he says, is the identification is, is identification with the mind. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much the identification of the with the yacht or the teacher role or the or whatever possession it may be. It's everything the common denominator is the identification with the mind. Mm -hmm. And you know, one thing that you preach all the time is that, you know, you gotta get out of your mind and you gotta get into, into your, your heart. heart. 
Let yeah. your mind be of service to your heart, yes. and it works well. Yes. Yes. But if your mind is the one in charge, yeah. uh, you just can't trust your decisions, <laughs> yeah. and you get very confused because mm. when the mind is making a decision, there's a thousand factors. You can make the list of pros and cons and all that and look at it and rationalize it, but your heart will tell you so simply, this feels good or this doesn't feel good. That's the way you can make a decision about anything so easily. It all comes back to the heart. Always. But most of us are lost in the inner mind. Like Descartes talks about, I think, therefore I am. Yeah. And he missed that one aspect of of that, you know, the observer. Yes. As Tolly talk, Tolly talks about, the observer is that person in there listening to what the th- the thinking is going yes. on. Who is it that's is listening it? to yeah. what I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and and again, it, and it's the identification uh, with the ego, mm-hmm. and which which ego is the is mind mind made, mind created, mm-hmm. because it has to. We need, and it's not like the, the ego bad. has a purpose. It has a very big, important. It's just purpose. that we've given it way more than what its purpose, purpose. is. Yeah, because yeah. because if we were taught at a young age, like. These Tibetans were, yeah. you know. Now yeah. maybe they make a little too far. I don't know. I mean, when I was watching the movie, it was they wouldn't dig a hole and build a build a building to live in because they're worried about killing the worms, you know. Which you know because they think the, the worms are all life is sacred. Well, they think the worms are their mothers, their grandmothers, you know. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and not that it could they could be right. It could be true. Oh, uh, I know, but mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, it, there's a middle middle ground. Well, you know, the Leela comes in play. You know mm-hmm. that life. You know. The game of life. Game of life, you know, but they take it very serious. But mm-hmm. but outside of that, it's just the co- the concept of the humility, the the humble should be praised and admired. It you know go, who people who go within themselves. That's better. I like know. that better than just humble. Yeah, yeah. Because humble can also, and I know there are so many who do. Really, a false sense of hum- humility yeah, is something yeah, that that's quite different. Into. Yeah, that's different. That's definitely different. But I also love. Uh, coming to the real place when you're really connected with your spirit, you're not necessarily so humble. Um, it, you're actually s- celebratory and and like a little kid that's really connected to his spirit thinks, I'm a great kid. And he gets, oh, don't say that. People won't like you if you say that. But the truth is he's exclaiming his feeling of joy and his connection. And so that's, you know, a place where humble sometimes doesn't serve us. Like you can't be fake humble. Yes, yes, because really what you're saying is you feel like you let go of your identifications, which many people do, doesn't mean that you're free of your ego because you maybe have this new role that I'm superior. I don't. I'm not. I'm not tied to, to any of my possessions, any materialism. However, but I'm now identified with that mental position of being smarter or better than other people. So you can let go of one identification and then all of a sudden identify with something. It, it's so tricky. Yeah, and it's, it, I mean, it all it, again know? depends on yeah. where it comes from. Sure, exactly. Because um, well, that those that scenario come, both coming from the mind. It's exactly, not, it's not coming from the heart. That's what I was going to say yeah. because when you come from the heart, feeling superior or inferior are both ego places. Yes, and that's yeah. what people think. If I put myself down enough, I'm humble. People will see me as humble, but that is just as egotistical to think you are lower than any other human being, just as egotistical as feeling you're superior, although it's usually more obnoxious (laughs) to be with someone who feels superior. But either one of those places, you are disconnected from your soul Mm -hmm. if you're in either one of those uh, ideas about yourself. No, absolutely. And uh, and when I was telling you earlier and I was reading about uh, when we have like everything's, we don't realize how impermanent everything is. There, mm. there is nothing permanent. Even when you buy, even a, when you look at a mountain, mountain, yeah, 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 a mountain, a little, yeah, mountain, because yeah. it lives way many more years than we do of a lifetime. We look at it as something permanent, permanent. and it's not. But it's wasting away this, every moment. This canvas, the landscape that we've created, is just a, one stroke away from wiping out whatever you wrote, whatever you started drawing earlier, but. The 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 possession that to give you an idea of how different cultures look at possessions, like one of the things is land. You know, we have this ownership of mm. land, and people, people pay a lot of money for land. Yes, and they own it. You know, and it's really identified with it's that. It's so process. funny that people think I, I own land. this piece I of the earth. And uh, and I was reading up on the American the American Native Americans, Native American Indians, that they don't 
um, they don't they didn't they don't understand land ownership. Yeah. Because they their belief was that they belong to the land, but yeah. the land does not belong to them. Yeah. I mean, is that not a Tibetan or a uh, you know a, a philosophy? Well, it's a, people who are coming from their spirit, seeing things from that vantage sure, point. Sure, sure. Like I said, when you really are connected to your soul, you live the experience that we really are all yeah. one, and the earth is folded right into that. Right. Everything that exists, we are one with. It's amazing how we just wiped out these cultures that, you know, and that one thing I was reading, reading up on the Cherokee Indians, which were supposedly associated with the Atlanteans, uh, that spiritual belief. And first thing we came with, you know, wiped out the the whole Cherokee, you know, tribes and, and their and their spiritual beliefs. And it's like we just eliminated that. And we and I guess in looking back. You know, I say we, I guess Western culture or whatever, because it's all one. We really wiped ourselves out or, or we erased this opportunity to spiritually grow from a certain level. You mm-hmm. know? But now, it had to go. Things are going the way they need to go. I'm not saying I approve of any yeah, of that. Sure, and sure. it has happened to many indigenous cultures. But on a certain level, they've, they've had to allow that. They had to allow that. Well, I believe on a soul soul level, level. they saw the writing on the wall, you know. And now, I mean, we did that, and then the Native Americans went all sorts of ways, lost their power individually and as tribes. But now our country is coming back around. I mean, people used to say they were savages. And now, because of how we've come so far from it, so many people in America are now turning back and saying, wow, they had it right all along, and we can learn something from this. Right. And now so many Native American people are coming back to their souls, and that's what's healing the addiction to alcohol and all of that. And now their spirituality is more welcome in our country yeah and yeah, i because we're finally awakening well i believe it was meant for us yeah. to come to that place sure 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 and you know and I, I think and it's something that you'll chase for the rest of your life if if you don't get a handle on identifying or on these possessions or obsessions it, <clears throat> we will chase this for the rest of our lives because you know, unless we break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not ready till you're ready. You're not ready. But you're a ready. lot more people are ready today, and happening more today than ever before. So, when the financial thing happened around 2008, 2008 yeah, yeah um, I saw over and over again on TV people who had lost everything. Mm-hmm. And initially, of course, they're devastated. Everything's wiped out. They don't know what to do. A lot of the time, I saw people telling their stories down the line. And many of them were faking it for months. Um, Like people got their utilities turned off, but they still had a Mercedes and a Jaguar in the driveway. And they were having trouble. They couldn't afford the gardener or the pool person anymore. And they were having trouble keeping up this lifestyle, but they were still faking it to all the neighbors. Um, and then eventually everything got shut down and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't keep that going. The house was getting foreclosed on and it took a while till everything was gone and that, that reality sunk in. But every single one that I saw that went through that said, Oh my God, it turned out to be such a gift. Mm. We came together as a family yeah. in a way yeah. that we haven't been for years or maybe never. Because we're so plugged into our phones because, or the TV yes. or the television or the exactly. movies. Or, yeah, yeah. And they had to find a way to kind of come clean right. and be real because they couldn't fake it any longer. They had to move into smaller places that they could afford. And uh, so the truth came out. But what it made happen was they got really real with themselves and with each other and they said they wouldn't take that back if they could. Well they they were forced to detach from attachment, right? They were forced to, to disidentify disidentify with that and they and it was scary initially in in that between land. Yeah, right? because who am I now? Yeah, who am I? Who now? am I without yeah. all of this? And then they rediscovered you I know, am not my image. Yeah, I thought yeah, I was yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got real now in their yes. life. Uh, one of the things I read about was uh, how do you let go of attachment to things? And really, the number one process is just being aware of your attachments. Yes. If you're just aware that yes. you're attached to an attachment, whether yes. it's a house That's or very insightful. It, whether it's a house, whether it's a person, whether it's a role, that alone 
helps you detach from it. Yeah, but don't be <clears throat> don't beat yourself up because that is also ego. If you're if you're trying to beat yourself up or punish yourself yeah. and you feel all this guilt, just bring awareness to it. And every time you notice it or whatever it is, if you're like eating when you're not hungry and stuffing your feelings, the first step is to be aware. This is what I'm doing. I notice now that I'm reaching for the food so I won't feel this uncomfortable feeling or I, whatever it is, just to bring awareness to it and know that in that awareness, you're kind of requesting from the universe, I don't want to be attached to this. You don't even have yeah. to say it. You're, yeah. When you're aware of it, you're requesting I I want something more. I mm. want it to be more real. I want to carry my fulfillment with me, my safety inside of me, my real joy yeah. inside of me. And I don't want it to have to depend on anything outside of me. Absolutely. And when we get back from the break, I want to talk a little bit more about identification with the ego and get more into the ego side of the things. You know, mm-hmm. because I think that's... <laughs> yeah, that's that. important. You are listening to The Good Intention Show. Sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation and UnitedIntentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions one intention at a time. And we're back with Susan McDowell <laughs> and Tim Ray. And Tim Ray. <laughs> and uh, we just got, we're just almost doing it. We have our first draft of our, our, our ebook. Ebook, first yes. E-book. We're almost ready I to know, release the I know, ebook. I know. And I want to mention that. Uh, when the website gets rebooted, when it's yes. up again, yeah. we're going to give away a free ebook for e-book. everyone yeah. that signs up. For membership, yep, yeah. absolutely. So the ego, which my understanding, one of the best definitions I understood about what, how to explain what an ego is, because it's not about eliminating your ego, it's about putting your ego in balance, because the ego is needed. Oh, yeah. And it's really our, and it's, it's all mind created, and it's our, it's our five senses. And, and it's our external senses. So our ego basically is made up of our external senses. So whatever, it's an interpretation of whatever our external senses are. Mm-hmm. So whatever we hear, listen, or, I mean, see, smell, touch. The ego's interpreting it, all of that. And it's, it's creating the ego, mm. you know. So, and, and that ego only, only understands those five senses. But without our external senses, we could not navigate in this three-dimensional world. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important. But as you said earlier, we need not to say it's in charge. We need to use it as the tool that it is. It's mm-hmm. like the brain is a tool. If we were able to have control over our brain, turn it off when we wanted to, mm-hmm. turn it on when we wanted to, mm-hmm. um, life would be such a, a breeze, wouldn't it be? There's you an know? acronym for ego. Okay. Edging God out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. That's... Now the ego originally, um, it it helps us carry out our plans and make our lists and do all these things according to all the information our brain has. Right. Um, and and that's it's really good to do all that stuff. It's expert at that stuff. But what happens is when we're children and when we first start caring more about what other people think of us than we do about listening to our own feelings, that's when we start turning it over to the ego. The ego says, oh, mommy will smile more mm. if you behave this way. You know, or don't be that part of yourself because that got them mad last time. So the ego starts taking over to make us feel protected and secure and loved. And so it creates it creates us wanting the outside approval Mm. to feel okay. But then what happens, it's like uh, leaving the servants in charge of the mansion when the master goes away. And the servants take over, and then they believe they are the ones in charge of everything. So they get all the liquor out of the cabinets. And I'm not talking about any servant. This is just an analogy. I know servants are wonderful in so many ways. Um, But it's a general analogy just to explain it. You're so politically incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) I just want everybody to know I love everybody. You just just, just want to divide everybody. (laughs) Good. <laughs> but when the, then the ego believes it's in charge, but it runs the house into the ground. Yeah. It, it doesn't know how yes. to pay the bills. Yep. It doesn't know who to call and take care of this and that yeah. and the other. Yeah. And eventually the house is in disarray all yeah. over the place. That's a good analogy. And, be, and it's so true because – and it's so easy to zone out and not be in charge of your life. And it happens – 
incrementally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just minute by minute, day yeah, by day, yeah. and before you know it, you're eight years old mm. and your ego's running the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and identification of the ego is that that which is mind mind driven, and also identification of the body. And I, I think identification of the body. That's one of the closest. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because a lot of people will take it. They'll mix the identification of the body with the ego, mm-hmm. and we're now okay. My gender is what's most important, mm-hmm. or um, how I look. My shape. My shape. My, yeah, my weight. My weight. My you know? skin. My right. hair. Right. Yeah. And it's it's that it's that um, and it's more of the Western appearance about the body perceived whether it's beautiful or not, you know. Um, uh, but it's you could actually like anorexia or bulimia is mm-hmm. is more of a control issue or mm-hmm. a perceptual issue than it is an act of you know, losing weight. It's right? usually that everything else in my life feels so out of control. This is one area that I can control. And so it brings, false as it may be, a false measure of safety. Yeah. yeah. Any need to control anything is looking for safety. safety yeah. You know, and if, the, if, and if you could look at the body without the mind to feel, um, to feel the body from you know from within yes. without the mind, yes, that creates that creates that level of healing we're to talking about. Literally you know? experience yeah. the miracle yeah. that our bodies are. Yeah. I don't care what size, shape, color, form your body is in. If you're alive, that is an amazing miracle happening. <clears throat> well, it happens, especially on the, uh, the female side too. As as a lot of females when they grow older. They get they get this sense of you know when they're so attached to their image they're so attached mm-hmm. to their look mm-hmm. right they and it's such a it's a it's such a prevalent more so um, in in the females and men I mean it's yes. men too more yeah. so yeah our ever culture before. has made it really yes. matter to the Ma- female exactly well because females and this is in general also yeah. females in general in a relationship are looking for safety yeah men are looking for eye candy yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. looks at me when I walk yeah. in with her on sure, my arm sure. so to women right. that has become the most important thing how I look exactly. And and it's and it's and it's a conditioning over generations mm. over over de, you know decades yeah. and yeah and it happened way more <laughs> intensely uh, as we got freed up from all the normal chores we used to have to do just to survive yeah like we had to grow the food mm-hmm. and harvest mm-hmm. the food and mm-hmm. people didn't go buy hairspray and yeah. they didn't have time to do their makeup or yeah. fix their hair exactly. or even their clothes yeah. you know everything was handmade and you might have two outfits for the week. Um, you know, and but, but the, what I think is so interesting is, and that's why a lot of women um, and men mature as they grow older because there's this collapse of identity with their look yeah. because I I can't be who I was. Yeah, you know, I can't no matter have that. how many surgeries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Things are just going down. Yeah, you know? it's gonna happen. And so, it, so when that transformation happens for some people, and that's where, like you talked about, the midlife crisis. Yeah. You know, you're so identified with your youth, you yeah. know, you're so identified with your image, your image of, of, yourself. of yourself that you literally have a crisis. Yes. And so who am I without without this? that? So uh, if you learn how to age gracefully mm-hmm. and understand that you get your identification from within. Yes. And, but what's neat is that a lot of people who never had that experience when they do get older, it the identity does collapse, sometimes, and they and they go within. I was going to say the age itself sometimes is the thing that pushes exactly, people there. Exactly, and yeah. again, that's another way of identifying with. And then you, know, you see the ugliness that comes when you don't make that leap inside of yourself. And I'm talking about Michael Jackson type yeah. faces. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and when I see a person with a face like that. Uh, it gives me a little feeling of sadness because I know they have not accepted themselves and they're trying desperately to look like they did when they were 30, Yeah, you know, and they can't accept themselves. And so there it is for all of us to see the map of their face of how deeply insecure I feel about myself. And I think that's sad. Mm. There no really is. It's, it's, it's tragic in many ways, you know, and I'll tell I, I don't think I told this on the radio before, but uh, about aging, for me, a story um, that meant so much to me early on, it was in the, in the 80s, 
and I was with my daughter in a restaurant in St. John. And I in St. John, we all know each other. So I, I looked across the restaurant, and there sitting on the other side of the room was this very old woman. Mm. But she stood out to me. First of all, I didn't know her, so I yeah. wondered who that was. But she glowed. I mean, she was in her 80s or close to 90, and she radiated this beauty. And I could see it from across the room. And I asked our waitress, who is that? And she told me, oh, that's Case's mom. She's here for a visit. Case lived just a little bit down the road from me. So I was so happy. I got to meet her later. And I thought, she is so beautiful. She was tons of wrinkles, white Mm -hmm. hair. But her beauty hit me like a force. And when I saw her, I said, that's how I want to age. Wow. That's real beauty sure. that's coming and got you could you can, feel. You can, you can not only feel, but you could see it. Yes. You know. Oh, it was am- and I got that's like how, I said, I got uh, to meet her, yeah. and and I could once I met her, you could feel she was so much love. Yeah. It was just like this fabulous yeah. presence yeah. to be in. Right. You know, yeah. she just can. Oh, can I give you some cookies? Kind of like being <laughs> kind of like being sitting here right now. So you know, <laughs> I feel it. Oh. Um, you know, and one thing about feeling the body, and, and I was reading up on that too, is is it's like simple exercise you do because a lot of people say, like, "What does it mean to feel the body?" Because once you let go of identification of your body, yes, and you're not you, that image of who you are, like you said, you could you could age gracefully. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> simple techniques that you could do. Uh, I, I think Tolly even talks about it. If you just close your eyes and try to do it now, just close your eyes and just focus on your hands mm. or on one hand. Just see if you could feel that portion of your hand. It's a, it's a sensing. Yes. You know, and, and you know when you hit it. You're like, yeah, yes, I yeah. do feel I, that. I feel it. Like, whether it's a tingling sensation or it's a whatever. And then like then change your focus onto your other hand. Yes. And then focus on your feet. And then yeah. focus on your legs. And be within that body. And that's what it means I it, with going within your body. Yes. Now, and not within your mind. Because your mind, your mind is on pause right there. You, and your mind, if your mind is looking at your hand, your mind is saying, "Oh, I got more wrinkles yeah, there yeah, today yeah, than I did last yeah, year. Exactly. Oh, my nails need doing." <laughs> yeah. You know, but when you're feeling, feeling it from yeah. the inside, right. uh-huh. it's so. And then feel your organs. Mm. Go in and feel that incredible heart beating. Right. And it, uh, to me, it's mind-boggling yeah. that my no heart intended. has <laughs> yeah, yeah. my heart has been pumping. All the blood in my body since the day I was born, every single minute, I don't have to think about making it do that. I just need, and of course, it's better the more I allow it, the better yeah. it works. Right. But that is so amazing, mm. you know. And for me, when trying to love your body, uh, it's harder if you start. Some people say, stand naked in front of a mirror. Right. Well, that's a challenge for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's like the, starting with the hardest part. Yeah. So yeah. it's easier to go within and start to imagine the miracle that we are and go within and love an organ. My liver is cleaning me. It's cleaning these toxins and do every the balance that's being each, kept. Each of these cells that are, are yeah. communicating with each other to create the that one larger function of that of that organ as yes. you're saying. And each individual cell has its own individual characteristics. And, yeah, and, and they're all working with each working other with each to other. keep everything yeah. balanced. And, and appreciate and love and give that energy, that, that energy to it. And it's know? easier to go in and say, I'm talking to my heart. I'm connecting now my brain and my heart together by thinking about my heart and then realizing what it really does for me and loving it. Yeah, Everything yeah. in creation responds to love. Yeah. We know this by the, the studies they've done with plants. When you sit in front of a plant and love it, it actually shows scientifically uh, these positive changes. And, and the opposite when you hate something or you criticize it, you do negative effect to that same thing. And our bodies are the same way. Mm. So it's it's kind of easy to start loving your organs inside. Most people <laughs> can do easy. that. It's very easy. I mean, yeah, because they're, they're, cause, you know, we're, we're possessed. And you're not going to judge, oh, my liver know, isn't as pretty as his I liver. <laughs> I, know. I, yeah, I know that liver's yeah. hurting. My, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my liver will never make the cover of that magazine. <laughs> 
But, you know, and, and it, you could even, because it's a chakra experience, too, because one of the things, I, if we could spend the next uh, five minutes of the show just talking about some things people could do to let go of identification, and I think what you're saying is the the meditation. Meditation really helps you let go of that detachment. Yeah. Because you're going within, yeah. and you're able to, you're able to um, like I said, focus on certain parts of your body that you're not judging or you're not identifying. That's the difference, you know? yeah. yes. Yeah, and just bringing awareness to anything brings the God force to it. Our our pure awareness that doesn't have criticism or judgment is literally that pure God force. Mm-hmm. So just putting your awareness on any part of yourself without judgment is literally really good for it. Feeling the body. Yes. And where where inside your body. Yeah. Even on the outside of your on body. On the but outside yeah, too. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. It, right? There's an experiment they did in a school with rice and they put yeah. You know that? Yeah, the but three yeah, jars of rice? Yeah. And they had the children. They wanted to show the children the power of their thoughts. Right. And they, every day, the children would take one jar and send it love and, and happy, wonderful thoughts. And they would take another jar and criticize it, send it hatred and and all that. Now, the third jar, they, they ignored completely. Control, yeah. Yeah, they completely ignored it. And they found uh, the jar that they gave love to, the rice stayed healthy, white, and yeah. yeah. And then the one that they gave hate to, it started turning black and putrefying. But the worst one was the one that was ignored. Oh, I didn't know that part. That was the worst one. So think about raising children. Yeah. What is the worst thing? A child would rather have negative attention than no attention. That's why they get in trouble. That's why they act out all the time. Exactly. They're they're craving attention. And they die from lack of attention and lack of touch when they're babies. Sure. That's why they have volunteers come into the preemie ward and just touch and cuddle and and love the the babies. The worst thing you could do is ignore people. Exactly. That's a lesson learned there. Um, Feeling the body, meditation, also being in the present moment. Everything. Nope. That's everything. And and when do you know that you are in the present moment? How, what's, how do you, can you tell when you're in the present moment? It, well, it's you. You're not thinking about the past, and you're not thinking about the future, and you're totally aligned with what's right in front of you. And that's where all your power is. You're bringing all of your power to the to the foreground. Then, and whenever you're slipping into regret or fear of the future, regret of the past, or fear of the future. If you're in any kind of those thoughts, you're out of the present moment. Right, yeah, yeah, and that's beautifully stated. Uh, And the last thing I'd say is the resistance versus yielding. When you resist, Uh, when you resist, you create friction. You're hardening the ego. The ego is standing its ground, you know. No, we're not not doing this. And when you yield, you're allowing, right? Allowing is the magic word for everything you want. Right. If you could just allow more and more and more, keep that word in your mind, and whenever you feel uncomfortable in any way, say to yourself, allow, allow, yeah. relax. Right. Let down the res- resistance creates friction, which is what makes us age. Mm, yeah. There's a reason right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you Americans will love that All you one. men and women out there, you know, <laughs> you resi- what you resist persists. When so. you go into the, the calm, steady center of yourself, when you're really in that place, in the moment, into that uh silent space, you don't age in mm. that moment because there is no friction there at right. all. Well, you know, and that's and that's the lesson learned there because it's so easy to identify and to attach ourselves to what's outside of ourselves. Yes. And we do it almost unconsciously, yeah. subconsciously. Yeah. But number one thing I'd say is just being aware mm-hmm. that you're doing it. Yes stops it or at least gives you a pause where you could say okay you know what it's not that important to that's me. your first step I know. that's your first step i know can you believe we're coming and, to a close already uh, again <laughs> I, know. I know well got another great got not got another great uh awakening series book here coming out now yes. so, and know. that's the name of our new uh ebook series the great awakening series yes exactly because everything ties into each sure, other and sure, flows sure and it's all parts of it absolutely but um so uh uh, thank you, Susan, for coming. Oh, a, I mean, a joy. Okay. Oh, real, real quick, Susan. Um, somebody wants to reach you. How can they reach you? 
my answering service, my friend Patty, All is right. 770-841-0698. All right. In 20 seconds, Jennifer, what do we have coming up next week? Uh, Monday, we have Brian Hooker and Tony Muhammad on the show. And then Wednesday, we have Matthew Ivey. He's called The Blind Blogger. Oh, wow. And then Friday, we have Maria Fratoni, which uh, she leads the Women's Professional Network. She knows Lorelai. She knows oh, wow. uh, Alicia Miller. So she's well, great. We got a really busy week next week. And plus, we're launching our site. So Woo! thank you all. And we will see you Monday. Take care, everyone. Adios. You have been listening to The Good Intention Show on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Be sure to log on to unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions, one intention at a time. Have a wonderful day, and until next time, live life with intent. The views expressed by show hosts, their guests, or called-in listeners are their own, and shall not be construed in any way as advice from the United Intentions Foundation. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.